Welcome to the Being Brown Podcast, I'm Karan. This episode, we're talking to Jyoti Chadha, who's the founder of My Wellness Company. In this episode, Hina and myself will be talking to Jyoti about well-being and wellness using the ancient wisdom of yoga, what yoga actually is, and how we can take yoga off the mat and into our everyday lives. Here's the awesome chat we had with Jyoti. and welcome to this wonderful episode. Today we're talking to Jyoti Chedda, the founder of My Wellness Company. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about yoga, the well-being, the wellness of ancient wisdom of yoga um, and the practicalities of yoga. But before we go into that, uh, Jyoti, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Jyoti and I am the founder of My Wellness Company. So I'm a yoga teacher, meditation teacher um, wellness guide and just super passionate about teaching yoga in its truest form so teaching people how to take yoga off the mat and what yoga truly is and thank you so much for having me it's so lovely to be here with you both no thank you for joining us it's an absolute pleasure um i for one i'm really looking forward to this conversation because um I'm always interested in learning about mm. more and more of yoga. It's it's a new practice for me. Um, so Jyoti, you know, w- w- in terms of kind of yoga and the the passion you have and the work that you're already doing, um, you know, what what does yoga in all its entirety mean? Um, you know, what 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 does that mean? So yoga comes from the root word yuj which means union so Mm -hmm. it's about the union or the coming together of the mind and the body um, and the soul the atma or whatever word you want to use there so some people Mm -hmm. um, obviously everyone uses different words with the baratma the higher consciousness or ultimate consciousness the universe the universal energy again whatever word you want to use so it's basically about recognizing that we are all one that there is a oneness in the world that we live in um mm-hmm. whereas I think we as humans really see things as separate so it's about thinking about everything as one and then I mean yoga is a lifestyle it's a way of life rather than something that you just practice on the mat for an hour there's so many parts to it and really it can be incorporated into every part of your life. So yoga can be about love. It can be about digging deeper and going into a, like your own journey of introspection. It can be about um, the physical postures. It can be about meditation and so on. You could, it can basically be everything. Great. Thanks for that um, summary there. And could you tell us a little bit about how you kind of came into yoga? How how did yoga become such a part of, of who you are and what's, what's influenced you? So I used to be a primary school teacher. And during this time, um, there were parts of the job that I absolutely loved. You know, working with children is a very special thing. However, there were many parts that I just was not enjoying and I just found myself wishing away Mm -hmm. the working week, living for the weekend and living for the school holidays. (laughs) I'm sure many people Mm -hmm. in sort of those nine to fives can relate. (laughs) And I just thought I can't, (laughs) definitely, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Um, 
you know, the last thing I want is to be on my deathbed and have regrets or feel like I haven't fulfilled my potential. So also during this time, I went through like real periods of, you know, highs and lows, I guess, as everyone does. Mm -hmm. And I just, I found yoga to really help me through those. So practicing yoga and also meditation helped to ground Mm. me and to just help me to feel better, I guess, about myself and begin to explore different um, avenues and wellness practices as well. So I decided that I just loved practicing yoga so much that I wanted to do my own um, studying and went to India to become a yoga teacher because I knew that there was so much more to it than just the physical practice. Like I didn't know exactly what it was, but I think, you know, with it having Indian roots and (laughs) me being Indian, I knew that there was definitely more to it. Like I grew up sort of watching uh, my daddy, so my grandma, watching um Baba Ramdev on you know ZTV kind of doing the different pranayams and things and at the time I didn't even realize that obviously what she was doing was yoga but she would sit there and do all these different things so I knew that there was a lot more to it and going to India and practicing it um you know in the birthplace of yoga in Rishikesh was so so incredible and just seeing all the people there who were so in love with the practice and I was the only Indian person there everyone else there you know was um white or were weren't yeah weren't Indian basically you know they were from all over the world and I just thought wow like this is my culture and almost my heritage and I know so little about it obviously at the start (laughs) um and there's all these people who are so in love with it like why why don't I know more why don't we know more um so yeah it kind of fueled my interest even more I guess and I just felt like I really met a lot of like-minded people um I really got to experience the essence and the truth of what yoga is and then coming back um to England and just kind of realized that what I wanted to do wasn't to just teach yoga in the way that everyone else does because you know there's enough of those kinds of teachers I wanted to do it in a way that was authentic to me and authentic to what yoga really is that's really nice it sounds like it was kind of like a pilgrimage almost like kind of going to the birthplace of yoga Mm. and um kind of like reconnecting with your roots and that that in itself you know it's it's a huge thing especially if you're living um you know outside of India as as part of the diaspora you know you Mm. you sometimes you feel disconnected with that that root right Mm. um and you know I I don't know Jyoti if you went through this in your timeline in your life but I know that I for one had that kind of conflict with like do I embrace my Indian kind of side of me or do I kind (laughs) of just push it to the side and uh, and embrace the Britishness and um you know that was something that that yeah. plays into I think a, a lot of people's identity and, and the journey that they have and what's really nice is that you've kind of dug away at that and then gone back and gone oh wow this is who mm. I am and and found some some connection to that so which is lovely and you know um I I, I know a couple of people that have gone to Rishikesh and um and had that same kind of experience and come back kind of very different in some senses um but that the community theme sounds you know it's it's quite common with a lot of people who've gone and come back especially seeing so many 
people of other different cultures who are so deeply connected with yoga. And I think that's the beauty of yoga that it, it doesn't, even though it has its root in Indian and Indian culture and kind of there's, there's a spirituality to it, yeah. a spirituality to it that, um, that connects its to itself to India, but so many people in cultures find depth in yoga, which is, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Um, so Jyoti, when you returned, how did, how did you feel? And you know what you, you, you started kind of the, the brainchild that is uh, my wellness company. You, you know, you want to teach yoga beyond the, the asanas. What, what what did that journey look like for you in terms of you know going from coming back from India and then creating the company and then forming a community essentially is what you're you're doing and you know continuing to do so what what was that like it's been an interesting journey so I came back from India um <laughs> around Feb 2020 and um at that point in the UK COVID hadn't kind of lockdown hadn't begun basically so I was in the process of um arranging events so I wanted Mm -hmm. to do in-person events and like wellness workshops yoga classes and things and you know I was thinking about buying equipment and all sorts and then within a couple of weeks um Mm. we went into lockdown and I dramatically had to change Mm. everything because obviously we couldn't meet in person anymore so I had to really think about how I was going to start doing Mm. things so I began by offering online yoga classes and what's important to me is in my classes I go through um, some Mm -hmm. of the different limbs so we focus on pranayama we focus on meditation and we also do the asanas so it's not just a purely physical um, practice and then started doing meditation classes journaling classes um, turning some of these into workshops adding in moon circles, collaborating with other people, and just, I guess, the path just kind of was, just unfolded as it went. I never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing right now, like a year ago. It's probably been about, yeah, Mm -hmm. like over a year since I started now. And, you know, if you told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, then I would have never believed that, you know, some of those things were possible now I'm able to work with uh, clients one-to-one as well and really dig deeper into the different um, philo- uh, limbs of yoga, sorry, mm-hmm. and kind of take people on that journey of introspection. So to <coughs> me, yoga is really about coming home to yourself and mm. discovering who you are underneath all of the layers. Mm-hmm. And to be able to guide people on that journey is such an honor, but it's never something that I thought I would be doing I guess Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it's really exciting it's been it hasn't been easy there's been days where I've thought oh my goodness what am I doing why did I leave my day job (laughs) and then there's been times where I feel on top of the world and I think you know that's just natural of course the ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. of life Um, but yeah kind of being able to make this into my life's work and being able to wake up every day and be able to do this is is really special and something that I'm really, really grateful for. That's lovely. Um, really kind of wholesome story there, which is <laughs> so nice to hear and and so kind of positive. Um, it, even even in the what seems now a year ago, you know, 
a very very difficult space you know as the lockdown happened not just in the UK but globally there mm. there was a lot of there was there was a lot of struggle for, from a lot of people mm. and um you know having a um a space that you have created for a community i'm sure it had its benefits for you know and for you know the people that are accessing it but specifically for the the things that a lot of people have spoken about having challenges with through covid you know the mental health aspect of it you know being able to practice yoga has created i think so many people for them it's a love now that they found mm. this this practice that helped them through yoga um excuse me helped them through covid and and did you find that 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 was kind of a catalyst for your community were you finding that it it was helping the the well-being side of people's um challenging challenges through covid you know the Absolutely. the meditation and the yoga side of things yeah yeah definitely um i think it definitely helped a lot of people so i think one thing was having with everyone working from home and especially those that weren't used to it that kind of routine went out the window so having mm. set classes just helped people to get back into a bit of a routine mm. And also, um, yeah, kind of coming together, being able to just have those moments of stillness and calm in your day, which I think are so, so important and to have that level of presence and Mm -hmm. then to kind of slowly start taking that off the mat and into your everyday life. And then I guess one of the beauties of doing it online is that I've then been able to connect with so many people from all over the world who perhaps Mm -hmm. wouldn't have come to my um yoga classes you know from Australia to the US to speaking to you guys even now um, in Canada like all of these things probably wouldn't have happened it would have probably stayed much smaller kind of just in Nottingham where I'm at where I where I am (laughs) um so I guess you know there's good and bad or positives and negatives with everything so I think yeah I mean yoga I believe that everyone (laughs) should practice yoga in some way and I think a lot of people do without even realizing it um Mm. so again like I'm really passionate about teaching it to children and so many children who I've taught it to I I use um singing bowls and after Mm. they'll always be like where can I get this from and I've even had emails from parents asking me where they can buy them from and which is just amazing like imagine a generation of children who are growing up knowing that okay if I do this meditation I'll feel better like wow I wish I had that level of self-awareness mm. when I was like 10. Yeah <laughs> and and what a great aspect of self-resilience as well you know being able to use that practice in times of of hardship you know that that's become such a buzzword for young the young generation now resilience and you know that that positive kind of thinking Mm. um because you know the mental health is a real thing and we've got some some real social evils that have Mm. um made mental health and well-being um you know more of a thing so yeah having tools like that in in your back pocket is absolutely wonderful definitely and i think not just for children but adults as well i know that if i if i was that self-aware, which I, I think I'm on a journey to, mm-hmm. um, that when I'm feeling a little down that, okay, I'm going to go away and do this. Mm. And this is going to feel better. Yeah. You're, as you just said, Jyoti, if, if we had that, when, when we were kind of, um, you know, teenagers or growing up, then 
you know, things may have been a little different in terms of managing stress, like exam yeah. stress and, you know, just general growing up stress. So yeah, that's really wonderful. Yeah. I think, I think if I, if I may, I think there's, there's a, there's a level of, um, you, you know, you're, you're kind of, it's amazing what you're doing because you're setting up the youth of, of the youth of today, <laughs> you're setting up the youth of today of like to, for, to almost prepare themselves for, you know, like, like Hina said, like these difficulties that may come, mm. you know, come their way and, uh, not just dealing with it physically, but also a mental way to deal with mm. it as well. And, and that, especially in this day and age, it's, it's becoming such a big thing, you know, the idea of mental health and, uh, and just this, this discussion around mental health is, is becoming such a huge thing and, you know, integrating the physical aspect along with the other things, you know, you, you, you champion is, is, is so important. And, and yeah, no, it's, um, keep doing what you're doing basically <laughs> Thank you. for sure Jyoti you've mentioned a couple of things which um I don't know enough about so I'm genuinely interested so you you mentioned within your community you're teaching you, you know yoga and um the eight limbs which I'd love to um kind of unravel a little later but you've mentioned um moon circles um could you Tell me what that is and how 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 does that tie into to yoga, and you know what the the benefits of that for anyone who's looking to practice or is already practicing yoga. Yeah, so with the moon, the moon has um, a cycle of about twenty nine days, which really mirrors a woman's cycle. So women are intrinsically connected to the moon. Um. And so as the moon, so today is the new moon, which is such a beautiful day to be filming this. So the new moon is all about new beginnings, setting intentions, um, mm -hmm. kind of manifesting, I suppose, bringing your dreams into fruition. And you kind of plant the seeds. So you sow the seeds and then the moon um, waxes mm -hmm. and becomes bigger till she reaches um, full. So then we have the full moon about two weeks later. And on the full moon, this is a time of celebration. It can often be a really heightened, a time mm -hmm. of heightened emotions. And this is when we can often see kind of those mm -hmm. seeds that we sowed coming into light. So it's a great time to celebrate your achievements over the last two weeks. And then also, so that's kind of like the 14 days or so of light. Mm -hmm. And then we have the 14 days of darkness. So this is when the moon um, wanes and starts to go to the dark moon till she sort of disappears and um, becomes new again. Mm -hmm. So that's a really lovely time to start shedding and letting go. So perhaps some of the things that you didn't achieve that you wanted to, why didn't you? And so often, if we really are really honest with ourselves, we get in our own way, you know, our limiting beliefs, we might procrastinate, we might believe we're not good enough, whatever it may be. We really think about and get to the root of those and let them go. So whether that's through journaling, meditation, um, whatever works for you. And again, so that's so full moon, we kind of celebrate, we think about what we want to let go over the next two weeks. And then the cycle starts again. And as I said, this mirrors a woman's cycle. So when um, on the first day of your bleed, that's like your winter. So that's often associated with the new moon, you plant the seeds, you go through into your spring, and then into summer, summer's kind of your ovulation, and that's mirrors the full moon, 
And then the premenstrual phases as you're letting go. So if you think about it, PMS gets such a bad rep, you know, mm-hmm. women or hormonal <laughs> quotation marks, a bit crazy, whatever, you know, all these things that people say, but actually it's because we're so in sync with the moon and we're we're shedding and we're letting go ready for the mm-hmm. next cycle. So there's so much wisdom there. And I'm actually going to be doing a cycle coaching course because if we as women connected to our cycle more, there's so much power and magic that we can have, you know, as highly intuitive um, beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so within these moon circles, I take um, people through kind of meditation, pranayam and journaling to really tune into those energies. So also each new and full moon will happen in a different zodiac sign. So we really focus in on those kind of signs. So today it's the new moon in Pisces. So Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. So kind of they're the dreamer, the um, free spirit, the kind of here and ready to transcend. So it's almost believed that they've lived a lot of lives. If you're, if you've got Pisces in your chart, um, mm-hmm. I won't go into it too much. I could talk about <laughs> it um, all day. Maybe um, another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just a really beautiful way and actually um, to connect to, to mother nature mm. and um for the men who are listening, men are connected more to the sun. They kind yeah. of have a circadian rhythm in there. They're, they're more constant. Their hormones don't fluctuate as much as women's. So we live in a very masculine dominated world. We're expected to be able to perform at the same mm. level every single day. Yeah. Whereas for women, it doesn't work like that. I'm not saying that they can't. Of course, women can do everything that men do. That's not kind of the point of this, but it's more about like tuning into yourself and not not pushing yourself just so that you do kind of compete because that's when we burn out. Mm. Um, and if you think about the Vedic calendar, for example, and so many um, calendars kind of within different spiritual communities, it's so linked to the moon, like everything, you know, is connected to the moon, like we had Shivratri just the other day, which comes, I think it's two or three days before the full moon and all of these things. Um, so on the new and full moon days, they're really high or low energy points. So on those days, we don't practice yoga. We don't necessarily do physical exercise. It's more a day to go within and just reflect. So that's just been such a fascinating and amazing part of what I'm now offering and people People are really connecting with it more than I thought they would. I thought people mm. might think, oh, it's a bit woo-woo, but actually <laughs> everyone really, really enjoys it. Go, you go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued, actually. I've got a question because obviously, you know, I might be one of these people who who think it's, you know, woo-woo or whatever. Definitely. But like, how do you, but how do you approach that? How do you, because obviously you must, you've, you've probably had multiple experiences of that where you've, you've come across someone, whether it is a female or a male or whatever, like, you know, people who just, I guess, don't, I guess they're not willing to understand the, uh, the magical aspect of yoga, I guess you could say, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of find your way around that? And how do you kind of almost convince people, um, that it's not just, you know, about that but it's 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 deeper than that how do you yeah so I mean with yoga now like modern science is proving so many things that were already written in the scriptures so that kind of speaks for itself you know Mm -hmm. from the fact that 
Orm has the same vibrational frequency as the universe, you know, the sound chanting it and therefore Mm. it has so many benefits such as um, improving concentration relaxing and calming the mind the different postures help different parts of the body so that's kind of proven in itself the different breathing techniques Mm. if we can breathe um, at a slower rate we'll live for longer and that's also being proven you know look at athletes they don't Mm -hmm. um, breathe so quickly whereas the rishis and the yogis they discovered that by watching nature and realizing that okay, elephants live for a lot longer than dogs because elephants breathe slower, dogs Mm. and rabbits breathe quicker, so they die quicker. Mm. Um, So, you know, that's why so many of the poses that we do and also the breathing techniques, they're named after animals because that's how um, the ancient rishis and yogis, that's what they did. They observed nature and they um, that kind of is what we mirror. Mm. In terms of the moon, I guess, we're made up of what is it like 70% water or something and the moon controls the tide so how would it not have an effect on us you know as humans we think we're invincible but you know we're we're not Um, so it really does Um, but again you know if someone doesn't want to believe it and they'd rather practice a different version of yoga then that's fine I'm not their yoga teacher you know I'm not here Mm -hmm. for everyone necessarily Mm -hmm. and I think often what I've realized as well is that sometimes you just have to teach through doing so people will see you and think and realize okay yeah actually that does work or you know they kind of get your energy and that's what they want if that makes sense so even you know with for example the moon circles I was telling my dad about it who's very skeptical about these (laughs) things bless him and I just said to him look you know one thing that I put down as an intention it then happened and I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that everything you write down is going to come true but I think for me, what I believe happens is when you write something down, you kind mm. of put that out into the the atmosphere, into the universe, right. and then the universe will conspire to make that happen. That mm. doesn't mean you write, I want to make, I don't know, a thousand pounds. Yeah. And then yeah. you just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. You obviously have to do some stuff too. Right. But mm-hmm. the universe, you have to sort of meet each other halfway. That's kind of how I like to see it. So you co-create mm. with the universe and you ask for something, you work to get that thing, you know, with the right attitude, with the right uh, doing like your dharma, so doing it Mm. in the best dutiful way, ethically and so on. But you kind of detach from the results. If they come, Mm -hmm. thank you, universe. If they don't, okay, that wasn't meant for me. I'm sure something better will come along. Mm -hmm. And even if it does come to you, again, you're thanking the the universe or the higher power. You kind of don't see things you kind of detach from the doership of things, I guess. Right. And that's, I guess, getting a bit deeper into the practice of yoga. Mm. Um, but that kind of allows you to, to have that equanimity of mind and to not be so attached to the outcome. I think that, I mean, that is part of the human condition. We're so attached to the results of everything that we right. would only want to do something if if that thing will definitely happen, yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can't mm. control the outcome of anything. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, with social media and so on, if a post doesn't get enough likes, you know, some people <laughs> will delete yep. it or so on. Do you know, like yeah. we're yeah. so external gratification and it's so yep. instant these days that, yep. you know, I think, well, we could all do with learning a bit of patience and just being mm. able to let go really. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, completely. I feel like we're at a peak, really. I, I don't know if it's going to get worse than this with that, you know, immediate gratification of things and um, wanting results. You know, it's all about what can I produce? What 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 is this outcome going to be doing? Not doing anything for the sake of doing it, but doing it for how is this going to benefit me? Um, and to kind of go off a side note, you know, um, Gunnar and I have a a slight um, kind of not obsession. That's not the right word. <laughs> we have an interest in like minimalism, and you know, we've been right, yeah. we've we've been following and reading more about the idea of minimalism and. Um, there's you know we've got two favorite guys who um you know they've got a documentary on um, Netflix but even you know everything that they're saying so it, it kind of there's an overlap with exactly what you've just spoken about you know doing things for the without a, an attachment or an expectation of an mm. outcome doing putting that intention out there and what well, as you were speaking what I was kind of connecting was that when you write something down regardless of whether it's um you know, something you do on a regular basis, but also there's the, I feel like there's an internal commitment to that thing as well. You know, often and very often I, I'm somebody that will say, Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do better and I'm going to start eating healthier. And, <laughs> and it never comes to fruition because actually I'm a little bit whimsy with, with that. I don't, I don't really commit to the idea. And I think what's really nice is that having, um, not only a timeline, but also kind of the, I don't know how to put it, but like... Um, Something tangible that you can yeah, kind of... Tangible yeah, tangible by writing it down and then fo- kind of following it through the, the moon circles. It feels like there's almost kind of like that support system there, yeah. regardless of whether you do, you're doing that as a community or not. But, you know, if you understand that there's there's a, a timeline to do this and if it works great if not then there's a space for self-reflection at the end of this the the moon cycle you know the as you said the dark the winter phase where you you look and go okay did you did you eat healthier if not why not and what were the barriers mm. um and finding space to look in inward and as you said your you know yoga is all about knowing oneself and i feel like that's such a nice way in doing it in a practical like i feel like there's it's kind of like a, a a lesson. I don't know how to put put it. I'm fine. I'm really lost for words right now. But a moon cycle, the moon circle, and the, <laughs> the cycle is a way of, you know, bettering yourself in in baby steps. Is I guess what I'm getting at because it exactly. has to be a journey. You you can't yeah. jump from, okay, you know, I'm gonna start practicing yoga and then expect to be this you know self actualized yogi in in the space of a couple mm. of months it has to take time and effort and I, I like the way that the moon cycle and following the moon cycle gives you um a path that's the word I was looking for mm. a path to get to learn more about not only yoga but about yourself which is really beautiful um and as you said it's you know people practice that without having to be connected to the moon or connected to a circle or a um you know um anything else and you know they do it through the likes of like Garan has spoken about regularly um about journaling Mm. people do that self inward reflection in different ways Mm. and I guess that that it's about naming it they somebody potentially just calls it something else and actually it's it's the same thing it's just been branded differently and Mm. the the thing that I love is which is really nice yeah you're you're basically checking in with yourself at least 24 times a year if you do it on every new Mm. moon which is amazing because how often do we actually stop to think and reflect and also reflect on what we really want because I think sometimes Mm. 
we can say we want certain things, but when we really think about it, is that actually what we want? Is that what will make us truly happy? Mm -hmm. And I always say like, think about how you want to feel, Mm -hmm. even if you don't know exactly what you want, how do you want to feel? And can you bring perhaps that Mm -hmm. into your life? So Mm -hmm. for me, it's all about balance and flow. How can I bring that into my life? Um, So yeah, like you said, it's just checking Mm -hmm. in with yourself, but it's just for me, a really beautiful way to do it and mm. for so many others. But other people might like to do it in a different way. And and that's okay as long as you're checking in, I think, however mm-hmm. you do it is is perfect for you. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I completely agree. Not everyone will, will resonate with the 24 times mm. a year. They may find they need to do it less or more. And, mm. and that that's okay. Everyone's lives and journeys are very, very different. But I like that there's a pass and there's there's a that almost a system. I'm I'm very logical like this. I, I like the for them to be roots and you know, um ways in which you can do something. Almost like a I think it must be the the teacher in me in the sense that there's like almost a, like a little <laughs> curriculum um where, you know, if I go to these moon circles um 24 times a year, then I'm gonna learn more about mm. myself and ultimately I'm, you know, whether the end goal is being self-actualized or not, that's everyone's own kind of journey. But ultimately, if you do keep practicing uh, yoga with with intention uh, of of that, you know, flow, as you've mentioned, and following the eight limbs, you know, the journey is ultimately samadhi, right? It's it's being in that place where you're you're able to be at one with yourself, um, which I think is a lovely segue in talking <laughs> about the the eight limbs a little bit more. So. Um, you know, for anyone who's new to yoga and is thinking, okay, yeah, I, I know the asanas. I, you know, I can touch my toes and without my, my back cracking or anything like that, they're, they're feeling like they're ready to take on more of the yoga practice. What do you feel like is some of the, the kind of steps that someone can take, um, to kind of add a little bit more kind of layers onto their yoga practice what what could they do and and what are the benefits of doing yeah, those things so if I just briefly go through um the limbs and then we can think about how we can kind of incorporate mm, them so that'd be great the first one is yama so these are the social principles and within there there's five um subcategories so there's ahimsa which means non-violence satya which means truthfulness mm-hmm. asteya which means non-stealing Brahmacharya, which is um, celibacy or non-indulgence. Aprigraha, which is non-possessiveness, which really um, made me think about when you were talking about um, minimalism. You know, we have so many possessions that we hold on to. Mm -hmm. How can we let things that we don't need go? So that's a really great example Mm -hmm. of being able to do that, like Mm -hmm. do a spring clean, Marie Kondo your Mm -hmm. house. Um, (laughs) And then we have Niyamas. So that's the second principle. And they are the personal principles. Sorry, the second Mm -hmm. thing. So within that, we have um, saucha, which is internal and external cleansing or purity. We have santosha, which is contentment or gratitude. So again, how can you practice gratitude? Um, Tapa or tapas, which is kind of penance, hard work, austerity. Uh, Svadhyaha, which is introspection and self-study. And then uh, Ishvara Pranidhana, which is the surrender to Ishvara or that universal energy. 
So that kind of comes back to what we were talking about when can you let go of the results, basically, um, or the outcomes from your actions. Then we go on to asan, which are the physical postures, which most people mm-hmm. will know yoga as. And actually, when the asans, um, all that's written in the um, the book, the Yoga Sutras, is dira sukham asan, which means a still and steady posture. So the idea was that we'd be able to... Um, exercise our bodies and make them strong and flexible and so they could be still and steady in meditation Mm. that's why um they exist and it's said that back in the day like the rishis they would have been able to meditate in any of those asanas Mm. for a prolonged period of time my goodness um (laughs) you know some of them I'm like really imagine (laughs) imagine doing crow pose and being like okay I'm gonna stay here for 20 minutes and and just let go of my day (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure my 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 elbows would cave in. <laughs> right. <laughs> but exactly. Um, then we have pranayam. So these are the um, breathing exercises. So prana is the vital life force. Ayama means extension and con- um, control. So it's all about controlling the breath. As we were saying, mm. can you slow down the breath? Most of us don't breathe properly and we don't even realize that. Um, we're really breathing into our chest quite shallowly can you breathe into your tummy and this is going to make you or help you feel calmer and more relaxed get more oxygen flowing around the body um, and just improve your general kind of quality of health I guess Mm. then we go on to the fifth one which is pratyahara so that is withdrawal from the sense organs so that's when we start to kind of really come inwards and um kind of switch off to the outside world again it's almost like a preparation for meditation Mm -hmm. so number six is dharana which is concentration which is um what I would say in the west we often call meditation Mm -hmm. because it's about holding your mind onto an object whether that's internal or external and trying to remain in that state so often we'll focus on our breath for example or you know we do a visualization we focus on the words of um, the meditation teacher then number seven is dhyana which is meditation and that's about effortless concentration so it's about remaining in that state of dharana of concentration for a prolonged period of time and then finally we have samadhi which is moksha liberation enlightenment whatever word you want to use so this is intense concentration through meditation so when you reach this state your atma your soul is um is in union with paratma consciousness the universal energy whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it so those are the limbs um and it's not that you have to practice yoga because you want to achieve samadhi or liberation as you were saying but that's kind of um how they were written in the scriptures so how can you incorporate that into your life well with the yamas and niyamas what I love to do is to journal on them so to really dig deeper into each of them so there's kind of uh, 10 within the all the subcategories so how can we really use them so let's take um, ahimsa for example so that means non-violence And I think many of us think kind of of like Gandhi when we think of this, like um, practicing nonviolence, not physically harming anyone. But actually, let's think about um, physical kind of 
harm or violence at the thought, word and action level, and not only towards others, but also towards yourself. So are your thoughts towards yourself harmful? Mm. For most of us, the answer is yes, because we do have harmful thoughts towards Mm. ourselves in that we have negative thoughts and we we would never talk to anyone else Mm -hmm. in that way that we talk about ourselves to ourselves like our inner critic is not kind like Mm -hmm. I would never talk to anyone like that (laughs) and often we don't even realize (laughs) but once you kind of have that awareness you can start to listen to it and create some distance Mm. and that's where you know that meditation can come in so you just start to question we're not judging we're just questioning Mm -hmm. okay why am I saying that about myself where's that come Mm. from is it true Mm. um Mm -hmm. why do I believe that and what's the new narrative that I want to be my truth um so yeah thinking about the thought word and action level towards others and yourself and just you can journal about that you could journal for hours on that um, Mm. and keep coming back to it so you can do that with all of them so that's a really really lovely way to start to take your yoga practice a bit deeper um, Mm -hmm. and kind of incorporate it into your life Um, and sorry Jyoti to cut you off there um so when you're journaling and you're kind of looking inward about uh, ahimsa and um you know negative talk to yourself which as you said pretty much everyone does at some point whether mm. it's about their body whether it's about what they've achieved and you know the, the the pressures of life is would you say that trying to neutralize that is what ahimsa is to accept that you've said it and then to to question it and be like okay why are you saying this and then try and neutralize that or to then flip it and be positive to yourself i like what 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 would you say that when you've just maybe gone into that question, okay, I'm I'm speaking negatively about myself, what what would ahimsa or maybe the the root of ahimsa kind of where do you go with that once you've discovered, okay, mm. yeah, I'm not being too kind to myself? Yeah, great question. Um so I think firstly we need to recognize that it's took years for these beliefs to build up. So don't expect yourself to journal once and suddenly mm. you're never going to have some kind of negative thought, let's say it's about your body, <laughs> yeah. about your body again. It's yeah. more about creating mm. that space and that distance. So we don't identify with the thoughts. We might not be able to ever stop them as such, but when they do arise, we dismiss them. We're like, okay, cool, That's but that's not true. I'm not going to listen to that. And that is hard, right. of course mm. it is, because when you're in that moment, mm. we're, you know, we're not taught, if we were taught at a young age to, to kind of detach from these thoughts and question them, then maybe it would be somewhat easier. But it's going to really mm-hmm. take a lot of awareness and presence to be able to do that, to, mm. to take that step back and and kind of think, wait, 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 what? what is this thing saying? Um, Is my inner voice, my inner critic, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it, you know, where is it coming from? And then I guess kind of identifying um, what triggers it as well. And then, yeah, we can definitely Mm -hmm. start to rewrite the narrative. Um, So I guess if something you say is Mm -hmm. I'm not enough, we can Mm. start to say um, I am enough. And we can change that language and start to, you know, use some mm. positive affirmations or um, sankalpa to mm-hmm. start to uh, help us. So whether that's writing them, saying them to ourselves as we look in the mirror, 
um, whatever works for you so that we kind of train our brain to look at them to yeah to flip it but again we can't um expect it to happen immediately because it's not going to mm, no and I think no of course yeah, not, yeah the other thing is that kind of you might feel like okay yeah I'm I now believe that and then maybe a few years down the line there'll be another layer to unpack so for me yoga's really about mm-hmm. shedding all of those layers to get to your true self instead of adding things on as the culture that mm. we live in really encourages us to hide mm. ourselves, I would say, rather than. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very interesting um, when you're talking about um, kind of acknowledging the thought and it's, it's very, uh, there's a lot of, and I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a relation here to kind of mindfulness and, and the stuff that you're talking about as well. Like the, the idea of, of recognizing a thought and just kind of letting it pass rather than holding onto it and, mm. you know, letting it consume you basically. And uh, a lot of what you've been saying um, you know, it, it it feels like it is very close to, oh, it's probably around. You know, mindfulness is probably close to yoga than, than anything else. The you know the idea of, um, you know, like you said, being kind to yourself, and I guess understanding that you have to, you know, these thoughts will always happen. These negative thoughts will always occur, but it's about how you're able to acknowledge them and understand that they're not going to be permanent thoughts or, you know, that Mm. they shouldn't define you. And, um, yeah, I I think, um, yes, it's, yeah, it's very, very interesting, very interesting stuff. I'd say just managing them, Mm. you know, understanding that they're not, they don't define you, I guess. Mm. And, and you're, you know, completely right I think this is another skill that if we can learn from a young age it it would help in so much in so many different ways you know confidence your you know your Mm. self-worth everything is so attached to your your negative talk that you you know internal voice as you you call it um and the benefits of of recognizing them and and kind of either neutralizing them or letting them pass and Mm. and seeing beyond them yeah, it has so many benefits, um, for sure. I think, you know, I, I've, <laughs> it's something that I've realized that I do. And, uh, you know, it's so easy to, to, to look past them, look at the mirror and be like, Oh, I'm having, you know, my hair looks awful today <laughs> or, you know, something mm-hmm. so fleeting <laughs> and yeah. rather than saying, well, thank you body for having this hair or, you know, thank exactly. you for, for whatever it might be, you know, uh, being thankful for the fact that, that it's there. So, yeah, I think there's, it, it's all about perspective for sure. And, and I, and I like that, that there's ways of unpacking that through the practical act of journaling and having some kind of a prompt that's tied yeah. to yoga, which is really nice. Exactly. Excellent. Well, I think this is a, a wonderful place to kind of, kind of wrap it up. Cause you know, we've, we've, Un- unraveled so much I I've learned I, I don't know if you saw my face was just like <laughs> <laughs> there's been so many kind of like moments where as you've been speaking specifically about the, the moon cycle and and how you can use journaling in a positive way um, to tie into yoga practice and taking yoga off the mat mm. um, I for one have learned so much and I know that I'm going to be learning Aww. from you continuously Jyoti so thank you so much mm. um, we would love to have you on another episode because yeah. I know we've discussed so many other things which um that are connected to yoga and that are so useful for um anyone looking to to practice or is new to the practice or is has been practicing for a long time but there's always wisdom um that's yet to be unearthed 
Yeah. Uh, and so I guess before we leave, um, tell everybody where, you, where they can find you um, and yes. all your socials and, and the website and, and yeah, t- tell us. Yeah. So um, you can find me at um, www.mywellnesscompany.co.uk. And if you sign up um, for my mailing list, you'll get four free wellness tools. So you'll get some meditations, you'll get some self-worth journaling prompts um, and a gratitude guide, kind of detailing how you can incorporate gratitude into your life. Um, And you'll see all of my sort of offerings on there. And then on the socials, um, it's at my wellness company on Instagram and mywellnesscompany.co.uk on Facebook. Um. Yeah, and that's everything. And just thank you both for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks. Um, thank yeah, you. for your no, lovely questions. You. And I can't wait to speak to you again. Yes, hundred percent. Definitely going to happen again. I think um, for sure. Yeah, the, the, I, I know the stuff that you guys just didn't. We've not even touched, touched I think on. We barely scratched the surface. <laughs> the stuff that you uh, and talk that's, about. that's me and my crazy love for for yoga, which I, I'm so so glad that. Social media has connected us and we've yes. been able to have this. So, we'll have to come you know, to the we... moon circle. Yes, mm-hmm. I think I will. <laughs> For sure, yeah, definitely. And and I'm really thankful that we were able to do this today. And when you mentioned that today is, you know, a new moon and, and the positive kind of attachment today. So we're, you know, so we're sending this podcast episode out with, yeah, lots of love. Yes. And, and thank you so much for guiding us through so many pieces around yoga and, and, and how to take yoga off the mat. So thank you once again, Jyoti. We are so grateful for you. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to speak to you soon. Thank you all for listening to Being Brown. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Being Brown Podcast and on Facebook at Being Brown. You can find references to anything we've discussed in the description of the episode. And you can also listen to the previous episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.